Welcome to the Band of Brothers Cycling Podcast. In this series, we talk about the biggest races in cycling and how we prepare for them and give you some insight into the personalities within the team. Hi everyone and welcome to the special Tour Down Under edition of the Band of Brothers podcast. I'm Steph, one of the team's press officers, and today we're going to be joined by Sprint Sensation and my fellow Aussie, Sam Wellsford. So Sam, thanks very much for joining us today. No worries, thanks so much for uh, having me. It's a pleasure to be on the team podcast and reporting live from uh, the Hilton in Adelaide, so it's uh, been a good race so far. And while Sam and I are coming to you, as Sam mentioned, from sunny Adelaide, we're also joined by my colleague Andreas, who's in colder climes at the moment back in Europe. So thanks, Andreas, for being up bright and early for this one. Yeah, it's good morning, Europe. Good evening, Australia. Hi, Steph. Hi, Sam. Such a pleasure to kick off our podcast year with uh, you. Sam, I'll do a short introduction. Sam Wellsford, 28 years, Australian sprint rocket from the West Coast. West is best, as Chai Hindley always points out. He's the latest addition to the Band of Brothers and already scored three stage wins at this year's Tour Down Under and is currently leading the points classification of the race. So Sam, first of all, congratulations on your three stage wins at the Tour Down Under. Has it sunk in yet that you've done the triple in front of a massive home crowd? Yeah, well, thanks, mate. It's been a, a whirlwind of a week here, you know. Uh, to pick up one stage, let alone two, then three, I think is a, a dream start for us as a sprint team and as a, as a whole team in, in, in a whole. So, yeah, it hasn't sunk in yet. I think, uh, you know, once you finish the race, then you can really reflect on what we've done here and... I'm just really excited for what we can do uh, in the next coming part of the season. Now, you're in your third season now in the World Tour. And after picking up your first World Tour victory in 2023, you've now upped that tally quite rapidly to four after a hat-trick of stage wins here at the TDU. What do you think has changed or what's been instrumental in these recent successes? Yeah, I've been uh, trying to actually answer, answer that question myself of, of, you know, what's changed from last year. But... I think it just comes down to maybe just the level of support and maybe belief we have in the team that we can produce some really nice results here. And I think also has to do with uh, having, you know, a full two years of being a road professional in the legs makes a huge difference to your engine. And um, I think one of the big factors of that would be the riding the Tour de France last year. I think that uh, they always say your legs are never the same after doing that race. So... Maybe that's a good thing on my behalf. Sam, can you tell us a little about how the team goes, about its sprint train in races, in practice, over the final few kilometers? So the order of your lead-out train and the roles of the different guys in that uh, lead-out train? Yeah, um, it's pretty flexible, but most of the time I would have uh, in, the, in the sprint train Danny in front of me. Um, you know, he's a guy who has got so much experience uh in that role and they always say he sees things before they happen and uh you know you kind of get to get to really enjoy that when you're behind him um and then i have my big uh big rhino ryan mullen in front of me, in front of danny he's a guy kind of parts the waters and um gives us a lot, a lot of clear clear room to uh you know start that last uh 
two 2K into the final. And um, that's a really vital role as well because you look at the sprint finals now, they're becoming more and more hectic and, you know, faster and faster. And then in front of uh, Ryan, I usually would have either maybe Gampy or Philip. Um, these two guys are, you know, got massive engines and can go for really long in the wind. So they're the kind of core guys we have for our group that uh, makes a really good, uh, really good recipe for getting wins. Tell us about the process of getting used to this new lead out train for you. How quickly did you guys click at camp? Um, did you know that you'd work well together already in Mallorca or can you only really see this the first time that you actually race together? Yeah, I think it's important um, to get on the same kind of, you know, wavelength, I say, with with the lead out team. Um, we, all, we all knew how strong each other were and uh, we knew if we used our qualities right, we could do something special in this team. And for us to, uh, you know, come already in the first race of the season um, and pick up some wins is super motivating for what we can do and, we didn't do too much training in Mallorca. We did uh, some lead-out simulation stuff, but it's really hard to simulate a you know a race uh, lead-out unless you're in a race. So um, we did some core things, and also just working on the fundamentals of of, of sprint training and and lead-outs. You've already mentioned uh, Ryan Mullen, so let's hear from Ryan Mullen and his perspective on the winning formula. Yeah, so obviously we're off to a really good start. Um, two wins, two two out of three stages here and down under. Um, yeah, the lead out is obviously working really, really well. Um, Danny really trusts me. Um, over, he knows what we're what I'm capable of in the last two seasons together. So he has that. He really has the faith in me to make sure he's in the right position um, to launch Sam. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's obviously it's never easy to like do a lead out. It's not like a PlayStation where you can just do it. Like obviously, um, there's a lot of different variables, but we're really consistent in what we do, and I think that's the the main you know the main dynamic is the consistency. Um, but yeah, I, I we knew I knew um, that this dynamic of Sam joining us um, I knew quite early it would be really successful because you know like Sam's background from the track um, and just having that seated power like just being able to take an absolute beating before even doing an effort a uh, sprint effort like I just knew that was going to be a winning formula um, and I'm really happy to see even from stage one that that was the case like it takes a strong guy to be able to come out come off the lead out that me and Danny give um and yeah and he like he's shown two 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 in two stages now like how how fast he truly is and then also Danny van Poppel the last man before launching the rocket he seems to be quite happy with the man on his wheel yeah um Ryan and me, we know each other already for a long time. So, uh, yeah, it was just Sam, but uh, to be honest, uh, he just need to follow us. <laughs> so it's not a, a, a big uh, change for us, to be honest. But yeah, you need to get to know him a bit, how, to, how he is, you know, if he can stay in the wheel and if he likes to go for a really long sprint or, or what else, what but uh, to be honest um, he was okay with everything what we what we did and it was also new for us so um, 
yeah you can tra- train it a lot in training but then it's it's it everything goes perfect always <laughs> uh, so to test the lead out yeah you need to do it in the race uh, but I I knew everything will be will be fine because me and Ryan we did last year's such good lead outs and um, I we just needed a super fast sprinter that that can hold the power and what I said like guys like him Kittle Greipel they have massive power they can finish it off a, a perfect lead out shout out to Ryan and Danny for their input and voice messages here to the studio Sam the last time you raced the Tour Down Under was in 2020 The talk in the peloton nowadays is often about how the sport has changed so much recently. How would you compare this year's edition to the last time you took part in the race? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk around, uh, you know, the the, the saying modern cycling. Um, you know, the sport is evolving in lots of ways. And I think the level is getting increasingly higher as, as the years come on. So that, I guess, adds a lot more uh, focus and you know, energy required about doing the little things right, you know, the nutrition, the fueling, um, all of these little things that make a huge difference to uh, performing. And I think with the team, we are starting to understand how the the lead out needs to be. I mean, not it's not always perfect, but if you focus on a couple of key points of, you know, timing and patience and these little things that we can work on uh, and really hone in and make a huge difference to how you deliver your sprinter. Now, I've got a very serious question for you here. Some of our fans have noticed on social media that your nickname is The Wombat. Can you tell our listeners how this came about and do I have permission to call you this? Um, secondly, yes, you do. Uh, the Wombat uh, came came from a couple of guys on the track program back in the day just from uh, – when I was going, you know, doing a, uh, a timber shoot or, you know, doing my last turn, I would maybe resemble a wombat when I'm in the aero position as a, you know, big, uh, a big ball. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, when I was, when I was, you know, sprinting or doing my, you know, my last lap, I would be, you know, kind of rocking or maybe just, you know, resembling a, a wombat, you know, going high pace. So that's how that, uh, that came and it seems to stuck and, I've embraced it as a bit of my spirit animal now. Excellent. <laughs> the flying wombat. Yeah, the flying wombat, yeah. And on that note, it's time for our commercial break. This episode is sponsored by our partner, Avoc. Avoc is a sports brand famous for its protector backpacks and sports travel gear and a world market leader for bike bags. With the Road Bike Bag Pro, they offer the very best solution for traveling with road bikes. The bike bag safely protects your bike and only requires the wheels and pedals to be removed. With the cockpit and saddle staying untouched, you can transport your bike exactly as it is which is particularly advantageous if you've had a precise bike fit done. That's an unmatched advantage that's been used by our team over countless travel miles undertaken for training and races to immensely positive feedback. Commercial break end, so back to you guys. Now something specific about the Tour Down Under. Would you say, as an Aussie, that this is your favorite race of the year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've got a bit of bias towards it. It's one of my favorite races. Um, 
I think one of the best things about the race is you stay one hotel for the whole week. So, you know, everyone comes back to the same hotel. You don't have to travel around to different places. Um, Adelaide is super nice to ride your bike. Uh, the, the roads and the weather here right now are, are really amazing. And I think a lot of people also, you know, not even professionals love coming here and riding. So um, that also provides a really nice experience for a lot of Europeans that come over from the winter. Um, but yeah, I, I really do enjoy the race, you know, performing or even just racing in front of home, home, home crowds is something that we don't get to really enjoy in Europe. Um, you know, we, we, we stay over there for 10 months of the year. So when we get to race in our home, it's always, yeah, really special. Is the home crowd the, the best part of the race from your perspective? Yeah, I think, uh, Yeah, the home crowds are always, you know, crazy here and you see a lot of your mates on the side of the road that you've trained with through the summer, so you get to uh, enjoy the experience with them and today we uh, finished on the Wollonga Day and the crowds are there, are always, uh, always amazing and, you know, you get to, after we do our job as sprinters, we uh, can, can leisurely ride up the hill and really enjoy the atmosphere that, uh, that, that the hill provides. Something I'm curious about, after your second stage win, you mentioned the big gears you were pushing. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And also, do you think that your background as a track rider helps you to generate the type of speed and cadence you need for the final sprints? Um, yeah, I think I, well, it's hard to, to say exactly what gears I was in, but I'm pretty sure I was in some really big gears, um, especially down stage two. We finished down Gorge, which was a bit of a downhill finish, so super high speed and um, when you have Danny and Ryan dropping you off at speeds of 70k an hour, you know, you can just slam, slam it down the cassette and I had this saying, you just, you know, grip it and rip it and, uh, just for me, uh, speed is the most important thing in sprints and, uh, that can be in a big gear or smaller gear. Uh, like you said on the track, it's, it's a big skill of mine to be able to put out power at, at a cadence, but I think I, I have a lot of strength from, uh, doing lots of, you know, track, track years and, I can kind of channel that in the sprint a bit to get me over the line and really push those big gears when, uh, when it's needed. Starting the season off with a series of victories here or over there <laughs> must surely give you a big confidence boost heading into the season in Europe. Which are some of your goals this season? Where can we see you racing? Yeah, you're right. I think starting the season well is super important as a as a sprinter. You know, a lot of sprinters kind of go off confidence, and that's a huge thing for you know being able to perform. But I think yeah, I've still have lots of goals in uh, in Europe, and uh, for me to to win a Grand Tour stage is a big is a big goal of mine, and just to be one of the best sprinters in the world is is one of my goals um, for me. And I think. Uh, with this team and with the support we have, we're on the right track um, to do that. And um, I'm really excited for what the season holds. Uh, I'd, I'd like to do a Grand Tour. I'm not sure um, which one it is yet. I'm not sure if it's been announced, but um, whichever one I can do uh, with the sprint team, I, I'm sure we uh, can give it a really red-hot crack. And finally, as we all know, 2024 is an Olympic year with the Games being held in Paris. You have two medals on the track already, a bronze and a silver in the team pursuit. Is the Olympics this year something that you will want to target? Yeah, the Olympics is, uh, you know, something I've had a good history in. Um, I've got a silver and a bronze, unfortunately missing the hardest one to get, which is the gold. 
So um, I have a little bit of unfinished business on the track. Uh, I would like to uh, go to Paris uh, this year if it fits along with uh, you know my road stuff and to be able to, to represent your country at the Olympics is something super special and I'll never take that for granted. So um, all going well, it would be really nice to uh, line up the team to shoot again. And that could also incorporate a bunch race uh, with the Madison or the Omnium. I think uh, these these races now are, are really accommodating the track kind of training and the base you need for these really hard hard races. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I really have passion for track. Uh, it's also really nice for your road. It, they kind of accommodate each other in a lot of ways, of especially as a sprinter. So uh, we'll have to see how the season holds and uh, all going well with selections, of course. But um, yeah, I'm really excited for that opportunity. Okay, excellent. Well, Wombat, thanks very much for joining us today on the podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. And as always, Andreas, thank you as well. Yeah, thank you, Steph. And uh, of course, thank you, Sam. All the best for the final day. See you both back in Europe. Will do. Thank you so much. And last but not least, thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us for this special Tour Down Under themed edition of the Band of Brothers podcast. We hope to see you again for the next one.